This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Where are you getting your hot barbecue today? 651-641-1071. Where's the best Barbecue in Minnesota, that is the question on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Why are we asking, Bradley? Well, because A, I just want to talk about barbecue because I love barbecue. And as a former Texan, uh, my heart just really cries a lot when I want barbecue uh, and then I have to like, there are not a lot of places, let's mm. just say in Minnesota to get good Texas barbecue. And um, so, uh, gr- you know, suggestions taken six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. But also the main reason I'm asking today is I read this. There was a study about uh, Americans uh, barbecue tastes and opinions done by a YouGov poll. Mm. And there was a little tidbit in here about the Midwest that kind of made me laugh. Um, and I know they're going to make, make some people angry. I don't care. But uh, so question number four from the America's barbecue states, like they did this list, you know how like they're always forever doing lists, like yeah. which state has the best barbecue, blah, blah, blue, but they broke it down by like areas of the country. And uh, the fourth question on this list about Americans barbecue preferences was which of these states in the Midwest do you associate with having good barbecue, regardless of whether you've personally eaten it, select all that apply. <laughs> so, just make a judgment about barbecue, even if you've eat if you've never yeah, even yeah. had it. So they're basically just trying to find yeah. out, like, if I name a state to you, you tell me if uh, mm-hmm. you associate that state with having good barbecue. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, of course, I looked for Minnesota, and you should be not surprised that in the Midwest we're like really low on the list. I think we're basically at the bottom, along with states like uh, North Dakota, mm-hmm. Iowa, right? Like we're not known necessarily for our barbecue. Mm-hmm. Well, then you've got the states that you probably would associate in the Midwest with barbecue places mm-hmm. like Missouri, um, Kansas, Kansas City, right? Yeah, or Kansas, yeah. Well, what's Indi- funny is Indiana. you can tell, I think that I think actually a lot of people Indiana was like 10%. But like the thing I found interesting is that I think people conflate Kansas and Kansas City. Yeah, all the time. Because uh, of the Midwestern states that people associated with barbecue, Kansas was the lead at 31%, followed by Missouri, which was only 23. And I'm like, you guys, Kansas City is in Missouri. And that's pretty much the only place I think has probably like a culture of barbecue it's real in the midwest right yes not that we don't have barbecue here anyway but that's not what made me laugh Uh-oh. that so the most the state with the most association of barbecue in the midwest mm-hmm. kansas at 31 percent. until you hit none of the above none of the above 37 percent. so that means most <laughs> people don't identify a midwestern state with good barbecue 
which is so sad. Yes. And also just makes me wish that we had better barbecue here. Oh my gosh. So anyway, that, that got me thinking about barbecue and we do have some people on the phones who want to share their favorite barbecue yes. place. 651-641-1071. Where do you get that real good barbecue in the state of Minnesota? Uh, who do we have on the line? Victoria's on the line. Hello, Victoria. Where do you get the yeah. good barbecue? Buddy Boy Fine Barbecue in Minatrista. It's right there at the line of Minatrista and St. Uh, Bonifacius. Okay, Buddy Boys. Buddy Boy Barbecue. Fine Barbecue. Oh, yeah, oh, it's on, Buddy Boy it's Fine on Barbecue. 7. Uh, oh, okay, Highway I'm looking seven. at the food. Tell me more. What's your favorite thing on the menu there? I personally just like the ribs. Oh, my gosh. And they, you can see the 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 uh, con, what do they call that the the pit the yeah the pit outside yeah and then it smells up the whole area for a long time uh, he starts it early oh I bet yeah just draws and you can in sit either inside you can have a glass of wine with it you can sit outside I'm looking at pictures this place looks adorable it's and... adorable it's an it's an in an old either an old restaurant uh huh. Oh, it's just, you would love it. Oh, it looks really great. Thank you for that suggestion. We've gotten that suggestion from one of our own uh, coworkers. She loves the Buddy Boy Fine Barbecue. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's, it looks really good. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm like thumbing through pictures of food and ambiance and both are getting high marks, uh, at least visually. Uh, Who else do we have on the line? We have Marley on the line. Hi, Marley. Patiently waiting. Marley, where do you get that good barbecue in Minnesota? I love Wolfie's. It's uh, actually just across the river in Hudson, Wisconsin, and it's right off of 2nd Street, Main Street. You turn right at the drugstore. It's a cute little deli shop. They have wonderful roasted meat, some barbecue, great takeout. Um, My daughter, my favorite, is a sandwich. Wooler. Say that again. We lost you for a second. Oh. What's the sandwich that you like? Howler. The howler. Like, like a dog howling. Howler. Okay. Oh, yeah. It says barbecue pulled pork and a hoagie roll with house Oof. slaw. Oh, that it sounds good. It is so good. It's all fresh made right there. I Brand love new it. little shop. Yum. Yeah, and I all see right. that they've got a butcher shop. They've got a deli. They've got the whole nine yards. Wolfie's. Wolfie's. Butcher shop and deli. Thank Thanks, you. Marley. Uh, who else do we have on the line? We have Julie on the phone. She's been waiting to chat with us. Hi, Julie. Julie, where do you get that good barbecue in Minnesota? Hi. Hi. Um, it's right across the river at Big Guy's Barbecue in North Hudson. Okay. Big Guy's Barbecue Big in Hudson. We, see, this is, what, this is what we do. The second you say it, we start Googling it so that we can well, yeah, we see what feast with our eyes. What's oh, your favorite what? thing there? Um, they have candied bacon, and they also have this smoky blue cheese coleslaw that is Mm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Very unique. And then there's another spot in River Falls called Tasty Treats, and that's a little place in town that has 
the best Cubano sandwich I've ever had in my life. All right. All right. Smoky Treats and River Thank Falls. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Looks amazing on the menu or big, on the website. Big Guy's Barbecue Roadhouse. I'm looking through these pictures. They look real good. Um, some of these, we've nev- we haven't heard that one before. No, so that's I've never like heard a- of the Wolfies. I've never heard of the uh, Smoky Treats. Or You know, the thing that makes me sad is I'm like, because I'm, you know, like obviously a little re- uh, geographically biased. I would like something closer mm-hmm. to the Metro please yeah <laughs> but right. I also you want to not have to like you know travel yeah for your barbecue i want it in my mouth right? i also i do notice i think that minnesotans tend to or i think people in the north tend to like really enjoy ribs mm-hmm. in a way i'm like i don't, I want some good brisket the brisket is yeah. where it's at for or you like sausage i like a good pulled pork i love pulled a brisket pork. like a really good brisket yes yeah. please yeah. um but you know if it's on the menu i'm getting the pulled pork um do we have anybody else on the line yeah we our last caller today is jennifer hi jennifer jennifer where do you get that good barbecue we get it at roosters on randolph roosters, roosters on, on randolph, randolph. yep Rooster's Barbecue. We just had a family reunion for 100, and their pulled barbecued chicken is fabulous. Also, okay. their pork is fabulous. I oh, that love sounds it. amazing. I did not know of this place. Oh, look at that. Yep, it does look real great. good. Mm. It's a little hole in the wall, and you can get it to go. Uh, we did 15 pounds of chicken and 15 pounds of pork. Yeah, you did. It was fabulous. Oh, I love it. Thank you for your call. Looks like they have French silk pie, too. Okay. Okay, right. so just to recap for all the listeners who uh, didn't maybe get all of these written down, Buddy Boy Fine Barbecue mm-hmm. in Atrista, Wolfie's in Hudson, mm-hmm. followed by Big Guy's Barbecue Roadhouse, and that was in Hudson, mm-hmm. Smoky Treats. Where was that? That was in River Falls. About us. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, and then uh, the and then last close one, to home roosters, roosters on Rudolph on, on Randolph. Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get your roosters. Oh, they got fried chicken that's too. Real close for you, Bradley. Yeah. I think you could like. Oh, yum! That's close enough that you could order that. And I like my favorite words: take out. Yeah. Thank you. You can take out or hang out. They are closed Mondays, though, so... All right, good to know. Don't try to get your barbecue there, then. (laughs) Thanks for your suggestions, listeners, and also do better with the barbecue. Uh, (laughs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, another uh, person who could do better, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Bradley Um, did the heavy lifting and watched the Chris Cuomo interview, so we don't have to, mm -hmm. but he's going to give us a full report, so you can get a report of the report after this on My Talk 107.1. Well... I think we all owe Bradley Trainer a debt of gratitude because Bradley Trainer did the heavy lifting and watched the Alec Baldwin interview with Chris Cuomo, and uh, he did so, so we don't have to on the Colleen and Bradley show. Yeah, thank you. On my talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Bradley, uh, thank you, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm going to make you listen to some of it anyway, so nice try. Well, um, as long as we don't do I, the whole thing. Yeah, it was like an hour and 15 minutes of Alec Baldwin talking to Chris Cuomo in his basement about what's going on regarding that rust incident. And by that, I mean, you know, the untimely death of a member of the film crew. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, it, it it's a lot, right? The the event and the the event surrounding the event is just a lot, and it's been hanging out there for months. And the investigation is not complete, and Alec Baldwin's future seems to be up in the air. And he 
is particularly animated about the fact that people have opinions about his role in oh, this experience. Are, we're not allowed to. Mm. It's just that the wrong people have uh, the, the wrong, wrong idea. opinions. Yeah. Okay. I think. Anyway, so I watched a good chunk of his interview with Chris Cuomo regarding his thoughts on the Rust incident. And he does, you know, he, I will say, if you sit down and listen to the conversation, you're like, okay, I get where where Alec Baldwin is coming from. Like, he explains exactly, he basically explains some of the events factually or legally, like why things are taking so long and why he's the object of people's scorn. And, you know, that's relatable, or at least you can you can kind of put yourself in his mindset and be like, oh, that must be frustrating for you because you're the most visible person. Now, you're also the person who pulled the trigger, mm-hmm. although he says he didn't fire the gun. It's a distinction, as far as I'm concerned, without a difference in terms of how most people understand what happened, but in terms of the legal ramifications right. and the facts, like he's got points to make. And I'm just saying he can make his points. Mm-hmm. But that aside, this interview is exactly what you'd expect. I mean, essentially, he was saying, I'm not a victim, uh, but let me explain to you for several minutes why I'm actually a victim without saying the word. So he's like, I don't want to come off as a victim because there's a real victim. And the victim, of course, is uh, the woman who was killed. Helena Hutchins. Helena Hutchins. Of course. But then he goes on to talk about how he's the target of the New York Post and he's the target of, you know, Rupert Murdoch and he's the target of Trump and he's the target of all of these people who have political ideologies opposed to his. And he believes have a vendetta and always have for decades against him, which may or may not be true. But again, I'm like, we're now talking for an hour about, like, you. Mm-hmm. When we don't have to. Because, admittedly, this case has not resolved itself yet. And there will be a time and a place for you to talk. I don't know that that time is right now because there's really nothing you can say that you haven't already said. Right. So what are we doing having this conversation? Now, I thought... Chris Cuomo, who, by the way, is doing a podcast because he's no longer at CNN because there was some, you know, drama around his own actions at the network, mm-hmm. right? As it relates to his brother mm-hmm. and his brother's uh, and covering for some stuff. Yep. And so I just found it interesting the optics of here are these two guys, you know, talking about it was just a weird it's a weird setting i'm like what are you guys expecting to do for each other rehabilitate one another like chris cuomo gets a great interview alec baldwin gets another opportunity to like explain himself this is like a thing this is sort of like a new trend that if you pay attention you'll see like people who have been and i'm putting this in very loose quotes because i don't believe it as a real thing uh people who believe they've been canceled in one way or another uh going on to do the thing that they believed that they were canceled from like and interviewing only other canceled people yeah right yeah well i mean that's uh, it's it's a thing because it's true it's, mm-hmm. it's really a thing mm-hmm. because it's like a genre so i want though to play a little chunk of this interview and this is a question that chris poses which i th- i thought was actually a, a thoughtful attempt to get an answer out of alec baldwin but that said i want you to listen now it's going to play for like a couple minutes but it's worth it okay and we've got the time okay did uh, the interview with ABC. We have a lot of friends in common. Paradise, anyone? 
We're going to have to oh. wait through that because oh, they're like, they're like oh, commercial. let's insert some oh, commercials yeah. here. That's really bug you. Thanks, Chris Cuomo. Appreciate it. Okay, back to our regularly okay. scheduled Thank program. Thank you. Um, I was not in favor of you doing it because right. I thought doing it was the interview too with soon ABC, and so you were going to get beat up for it. With that happened to a certain extent, but I think the bigger concern, and what I want to want to know for this audience is, were your lawyers saying to you, even if this is ruled an accident, and everybody who's in power acknowledges that Alec Baldwin had had no criminal responsibility for this or tragic simple. death, yeah. but. You are a producer on the film, and something can be an accident that is held as a liability of the producers. And you well, it depends are on what it depends on what grade of producer you are. There are managerial producers who raise the money and spend the money and hire people, and there are creative producers who come in, and the only authorities they have are over script casting. That that's the category. But I you're getting into. sued just the same. Well, the production's getting sued, and I'm one of the five producers that is named in the lawsuit. So, I mean, and we're all indemnified by an insurance policy. There's a lot I can say about that in terms of who did what to try to uh, craft settlements and things. I mean, there's, there's a very complex web of stuff that was going on in the in the months after that. My, my impulse was, I mean, if you want to say something about me that's true, I'm not going to stop someone from doing that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to complain about that. If I earned it, like this guy that said I punched him over a parking space in front of my building, and there's six cameras in front of my building, and all of them refuted everything he said. You know, so when we we made that go away because he lied. The guy lied, and we had it on film that he lied. But he, but, but again, like people uh, much more than I was prepared to accept. People want money. They want money. So that's at the end of the day what he thinks. And that to me was like all I needed to hear was he just thinks he's a target because people want money and he's, you know, the most obvious face oh. on the on the production. I am extremely grossed <laughs> out by that. And I need some time to digest it. Yeah, well, oh, we'll look you get a break so you can do that. I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> thank you, Bradley. You're for, welcome. Thank you for experiencing that rage on our behalf and then giving us our, an opportunity Anytime. to feel it ourselves. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid, yeah, yeah. after this on My Talk 1071. I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. That's dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Get it, Mariah Carey's basement. All right. Uh, hey, where are we going first? Norfolk. I'm. It, that's not how you pronounce Norfolk, mm-hmm. but I'm but saying it that be way because careful. you just got to be real careful on the radio, mm-hmm. FCC. You know me. Okay. Um, I need to tell you about a guy who fell asleep in Norfolk. And that's not in and of itself unusual, right? Right. And actually, this was near... People fall asleep in all different places. Yeah, exactly. Sleep is actually good and healthy for you. It is. And uh, this guy fell asleep. Big deal. Totally normal. Mm -hmm. It's where he fell asleep and how? 
Maybe he's Would not you sure. say How? he passed out? I mean, I don't know, actually. Okay. It's possible. Okay. I would assume. I would not be surprised. Okay. But it's where he fell asleep that earned this story crazy, stupid, idiot status. He fell asleep. I know where he fell asleep. He fell asleep on the Target belt. The Target belt? You know what I mean? Like the belt at the Target store? Like oh. in like lane four? Oh, okay. Do, 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 what? No, he did not. That's not where he fell asleep. Okay. Sorry. He fell asleep at the window of a McDonald's. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's happened. That's oh. probably happened. Did he fall times. asleep at IKEA? Oh, no, it's what That's he, a dream of mine. It's no pun what he fell asleep on. Mm. That earned him crazy stupid. A horse. No, but you're not far off, actually, I will say. A goat. No, just think about like what horses used to be used for. (sighs) Pulling wagons. Yeah, so I mean, you could say like transportation, right? Yeah, so the guy fell asleep in a car? Not in a car. On a car? (gasps) Yes! Okay, so I need to tell you about, um, well, a strange incident. Uh, Apparently, there was a guy, and I don't know what the guy's name was, uh, but he fell asleep on a vehicle. And it's not just the fact that he fell asleep on top of a vehicle. It's how he fell asleep uh, that also earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status. So the strange incident was caught on CCTV, which they have a lot of over in the UK, Mm -hmm. in a car park, which we would just call a parking lot. Uh, behind New Parade, I don't know what that is—a grocery store, maybe. Let's just assume. It's better. It's the it's the new version of the old parade. We yeah. do know that. And nearby residents reported hearing commotion throughout the night. And I guess on Sunday, somebody went to take a look in the parking lot. <laughs> so I don't know if people were like partying in the parking lot or something. Mm. And uh, apparently, somebody went to look at the footage, and they they found something unusual. And that is where they found a guy. Virtually naked, <laughs> lying on top of a vehicle oh with what gosh. appears to be a, a, what we used to call in uh, the business a wedgie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has his undies hiked up his mm-hmm. hinder. hinder crack mm-hmm. and uh, he's face down, like completely like planking. Remember the planking? Yeah, very meme? planky, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Uh, and he's wearing nothing but socks and uh, underpants. <laughs> Or as they would call them over the UK, pants. I feel like this is an end of the night situation. Yeah, I mean, I would hope it wasn't the beginning of the night situation. After uh, looking through local footage, Mr. Selby, the guy who looked at the footage, said he was surprised to see a semi-naked man having a nap on the car. I feel like he woke up with a cotton mouth at some point and was like, where am I? Where am I? What is happening? I'm just going to take a lay down on this roof. And then he looked around and he was like, I'm going to go now. Nobody has seen this. And now everybody has seen it. Well, and now the world has seen it. And he'll probably get called out. But his face isn't showing, so Mm -hmm. he'll retain some privacy, perhaps. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Not his best moment. Okay. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Norfolk. We are going to Lancaster. Lancaster County. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Um, 
And that's where we are going to meet Anthony Cancel. Oh, okay. Interesting. He is a former employee of the, I think, is it called Weiss or Weiss? Uh, it's a grocery store. Okay. In Lancaster. And um, he's a, so he's a former employee, and he found himself in the aisles of the store, and he decided to help himself to a product. Now, stealing is bad. Don't steal. Yeah, it's stealing wrong. But it's also what illegal. he stole that is just going to leave you with some questions. Um, Those are just a lot of options. Well, you got to narrow it down. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you what it is because, you know, we could be here all day if you were going to guess. He stole five cans of Axe body spray. Okay, I probably wouldn't have guessed that. And tried five to cans conceal. Of well, that's my question. Like, what you going to need five cans of the Axe for? It does smell good. Well, I also feel like, you know, he might have had a better chance of getting away with it if he would have just grabbed one. But five, he attempted to conceal the products in a bag while he left the store. Uh, surveillance footage, of course, uh, was available and they were able to quickly identify him because he used to work there. Oh, it was an inside job. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't working there at the time. He was a former employee. Yeah, but they were. They were like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, that's Anthony Cancel." Now I want you to just check him out. He does look like somebody who might use at least one can of Axe body spray at a time. You know what I mean? Like, there's people who just like do a little spritz of Axe, and then there's people that mm. just unload it all on them. You think he, he's just an Axe? He Fiend. just loves He's an his axe, axe murderer. <laughs> hey, he murdered a can of axe. That's for sure. Yeah, you five know, cans of axe. The interesting thing is when I hear multiple cans of deodorant, I am reminded that that's like a thing. People stealing deodorant and selling it online has apparently like become oh, yeah? an issue for like even like Amazon independent sellers will like f- get hot deodorant. And pass it off hot online. deodorant. Yeah, you know, it's they hot. Pa- they pass the hot deodorant. Yeah. That's a thing, man. Well, you know, I remember... But six cans seems like a low like a low amount. Like well, I that's feel like a you're weird gonna, amount. That's yeah. probably for your personal use. I do remember learning at a time that, like, Tide was, had, was very expensive on the black market for some reason. Like, people were selling laundry detergent... At a high markup. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's expensive and everybody uses it. It's just, I mean, that it's fascinating, yeah. right? Like it's a. I know. I mean. <sighs> Anywho. Yeah. So I don't know what his. We don't. You would need some Tide if you also had some Axe body spray because it seems like that smell would be pretty hard to get out of clothes. Oh, for sure. But it's better than BO. I find it to be quite overpowering. It is. It is a lot. It's a lot. Next. Um, okay, so we were in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and now we are going to Ohio, not that far away. And I want to tell you about eight-year-old Asa Baker. And Asa ha- set up a lemonade stand recently near a food festival Aww. earlier this month. And um, she had lots of customers, and I she's bet. cute. She's an eight-year-old girl from Alliance, Ohio. And um, she was getting lots of support, and everybody was showing up. And oh, look at that cute little pink lemonade oh, stand! I so it's horrible. Don't like where this is going. And um, then she had some other customers show up in the form of police officers, and, and they put handcuffs on that poor little child and took her away. No, but they shut her down. 
That is so rude. Yeah, so apparently she said, um, I was having a really fun time and lots of people stopped. The police officer walked out of his car and said, I'm sorry, but I got a complaint and I have to shut you down. And he shut me down. I didn't really say too much, but I was really sad and angry that we had to shut down. Uh, now, again, she had set up along a street close to the Alliance Ribbon Food Festival. Police t- uh, told both her and her mom that uh, the stand had to close because some of the festival vendors had complained. Okay. They want everyone to know they're not just going around shutting down people's lemonade stands, Katrina said. But she was apparently too close to the festival that was going on. Excuse me. Two things. Number one, when you're a police officer, you have choices and how to use your resources. And I would just say, I don't know that the best use of your resources is to shut down an eight-year-old's lemonade stand. And instead, you could have told the festival person who, by the way, I've got a uh, a beef a with. gripe with. You're um, feeling very sour. Yeah, exactly. Not sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, blow it out your getubin flubin. This is not necessary to come for an eight-year-old child. And if your business is impacted by an eight-year-old child, what's your problem? Right? Yeah, that grosses me. Also, can I just say this? Because every time every time this happens, and it has happened more than once, I actually seem to recall this happening to somebody across the street from the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Um, because they didn't have a permit to sell me- lemonade. Do you remember that? Yeah, but also don't like people like rent out their front lawns for people to park on. Do all those people got permits? They I mean, probably do. I don't know. know. Maybe I they don't do. Know. But, Whatever. But, but my point is, it you should not. An eight year old should not need a permit agreed. to sell lemonade. And this is where this is where it frustrates me that the vendors called it in. People can hydrate in multiple ways at multiple different times. So just because somebody grabs a Dixie cup of lemonade. For for 50 cents or on their a, way in doesn't mean yeah. they're not going to buy your dumb beverage. Or they puts will. a dollar in a kid's lemonade stand jar because they're like, hey, this kid's an entrepreneur. Let's, you know, yeah. encourage her. But they're not like, oh, well, looks like I've got my hydration needs met for the day. I will say that um, after this story hit, uh, a local business owner offered to help the girl get the permit because, by the way, the permit costs like 40 bucks. You know, so it's not like this was prohibitive and the police could have just said, hey, next time get a permit and like this time you're fine, whatever. Or just let kids, I don't know, this is just dumb. And in the world that we live in, that you're going to shut down an eight-year-old kid. And to think that you would show up for work and have to be like, I have to go tell an eight-year-old that she needs to, like, I just. That's so gross. I'm sorry, I can't. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. The kid, I will say the police officer did give her 20 bucks. Good. But still, I just, oh, I don't like that. But out of their own pocket. I don't know. That bugs me. I'm. <sighs> yeah. Like who's enforced? Like, like you're telling me there's not other crimes happening in the city somewhere that you could be spending your time focusing mm-hmm. on. You have to instead focus that on a child. eight year old criminal. Less so the, the police more so. Well, I should say, like, I'm equally frustrated with the. the the police who were like, we got to shut down an eight year old. Yeah, but, but then the, the vendor, the who person who used, calls, yeah. hey, there's a kid who's uh, muscling in on our territory. We got to like, shut her oh, down. Yeah, that's somebody who needs to get checked. And I mean, what I mean yeah, is they need to be exposed. Yeah, that when somebody, <laughs> when somebody in your uh, orbit says, as an, a vendor, like, I'm going to call the police on that eight year old, I just feel like it's the job of everybody around that person to be like, hey, you know what? Chill out. It's also, okay. if you had a problem with the eight-year-old as the vendor, 
Go talk to the ding eight-year-old. Go talk to the eight-year-old or their mom, which I also think you wouldn't do, which is why they called the police, because they're just... Cowards. Yes. Thank you. I said it. (laughs) But, like, if you're... Oh, I'm going to call the police on an eight-year-old. Rude. (sighs) This world. God, I can't even... When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show... (laughs) I need some Axe deodorant to just spray away the ugly. (laughs) I don't know that it'll help. But how about this? How about this, Bradley? How about She's saying if... my ugly is so deep. No, I'm Axe saying Axe is just going to, it's its own problem. But when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley 